On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in J.D. Young, the host of Locked On Sharks, to talk about the mission for San Jose. Eric Carlson's turning back the clock, former Panther James Reimer, and the philosophy of the front office between the San Jose Sharks and their new head coach, David Quinn. All on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, JD. I'm joined for this crossover edition. Nice shark Panthers, because we only get to do this twice a year. Armando from Locked On Panthers. How's it going, buddy? Uh, great, great. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, another late night recording as I'm a night owl this week for this uh, road trip for the Panthers. And great to be together with uh, not only not only yourself, but a fellow uh, sports fan of a team in the Southeast uh, region for the football team. I kind of teased that in yesterday's episode of the show as you are a fan of the Miami Dolphins, and you're familiar with some uh, pub subs around the area. I am, yes. I yes grew up in Florida. I lived in Florida for about four years. My dad was a Dolphins fan. I unfortunately became a Dolphins fan, um, and look at us now. But we'll, we will get to, we'll, we'll throw a little Dolphins talk at the very, very end. But uh, today we, we have a, a kind of a big game, especially for the, I feel for the Panthers here, where uh, a Sharks team that's kind of stumbled out of the or We kind of know what the, the, the Sharks are, but a Panthers team, which was a, an absolute juggernaut last year and feels a little bit slow kind of getting things going so far this year, Armando. Uh, what do you think is kind of the, the big story for the Panthers, you know, 10 games into the season now? The biggest story for the Panthers is really their forward group. As as we I was talking about yesterday, how combined with uh, Sam Bennett, Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhardt, they're just combined for two goals. And to, to think that a team that scored over four goals a game, you, you thought that the forward lines were going to be the strength of this uh, Panthers team and that the, that the defense was going to be the weakness for this uh, Panthers team after losing Mackenzie Weger due to the trade of Matthew Kachuk, which Matthew Kachuk has been everything as advertised. He's been the best player for the Panthers as far as the forwards. Leads, leads the team in shots, penalty minutes, points you name it and he's just been a treat and he's been inserted on that top line for for the panthers to help get alexander barkoff going and but it's been a little bit of a struggle the rest of the way as far as the forward groups the the losing mason marchment was a a big uh big loss for the panthers and claude drew but hey the they were uh they were kind of victims to the cap especially with a lot of buyout money with about like 6.4 million in dead cap on their roster so it's kind of hurting them at the moment yeah, I mean, we we know all about the buyout money and having guys, uh, you know, losing guys to the cap space here in San Jose. And it's funny you talk about kind of the defense. And for the Sharks, there's one defenseman who's been probably the story of the NHL, I think, to, to begin the season. That's one Eric Carlson, who is um, just absolutely dominating uh, right now. He has 15 points in 12 games. He's contributed. The Sharks have 29 goals, and he's contributed 15 points to those 29 goals. He has... 52% contribution rate on the Sharks goals this year, which is 
absolutely insane. Nine goals um, to go out of out of those 15 points. Second in the league behind uh, Connor McDavid, who uh, word has it is pretty good at hockey. But you know, you look at the kind of the same thing with the Sharks, where you expected the big guys like Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer to kind of be leading the way with the scoring. And they've gotten off to a little bit slow starts. Timo Meyer did have two goals against the Ducks. But it's been kind of a lot of the same things where basically if it's not Eric Carlson doing stuff, uh, this team has looked dead on uh, on the ice a, a lot of times. So, um, you know, like I said with with the, the Panthers, it's been a little bit of a slow start. You know, they, they've beaten up some kind of bad teams, but they haven't really had that signature win right. And I know they just lost to, to the, the Coyotes the other night in Arizona. Um, is it just, do you think maybe that the team hasn't really started clicking yet? Or what do you think is kind of, been the reason for the slow start uh special teams has a lot to do with it because they're towards the bottom of the league in both uh penalty kill and power play i mean this is a team that finished in the top five of, in the regular season last year it took a second half run to really get it inside the top five uh for the panthers but just off to a very slow start they got two goals in buffalo and then they had two power play goals in buffalo and then they went through an 0 for 25 stretch uh, over 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 a week and it was just broken in uh, in their game against Otto, which was funny enough Alexander's one and only Alexander Barkov's <laughs> one and only goal this season for the Panthers. So it's it's been it's been a little bit of a tough stretch and it's like Alexander Barkov hasn't gotten it going yet. And looking at the San Jose Sharks, looking that they're they were a great penalty killing team last year with Brent Burns. Eric Carlson's not a guy who plays uh, penalty kill minutes from what from the what I've seen on Hockey <laughs> Reference. He but, does not. <laughs> it, but still a great penalty killing unit that they have second in the NHL in, in penalty kill. So th- th- just looking at that, it just makes me makes me uh, it's like that gift from Michael Scott in the office where he's like, <sighs> just looking at that is just like preparing for 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 this when looking at this matchup. Yeah, the the special teams for the Sharks has actually kind of been their saving grace. Their power play has been slow to get started, especially with David Quinn inserting a new power play. But the past couple of games, you've seen it start to click. Um, they, they, you know, they had uh, Timo Meyer got a goal, an outstanding goal in the power play where he was tripped, gets up mid stride, and then is able to, to tuck one home as he's getting up. But we've seen the power play start to kind of come together a little bit for the Sharks and the penalty kill. They they don't need to rely on Eric Carlson because of the forward groups. You have a lot of kind of those defensive forwards who they, they play a very, very aggressive uh, penalty kill of making the, the, you know, the power play guys work and attack as much as they can. And when I was doing my research for this game, I was shocked to see how bad the, the, the Panthers power play was. And, you know, if you're below the sharks in any category, it's usually a bad sign. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, especially because of the way they're, how aggressive they are and they like to run out the five forwards and all that is a little bit of, of a surprise to me just to see uh, their, their power play being kind of so poor to start. And we saw, but we did see this in the, the playoffs and that's probably one of the big reasons why they went home early is because this power play has just gone cold. Right. Yeah, one for thirty-one and on the power play, and uh, not that thought, a number you will you will not you know definitely not forget that number at any time. So no, <laughs> no. and I saw a tweet earlier of, of the Panthers power play and on, on how they're doing, and then comparing the New York of uh, the New Jersey Devils' power play and how they're firing on all cylinders, and they talked about that tweet talk, spoke about the common denominator being Andrew Burnett and all that. And listen, 
regular season, top five. Right now we're still in the regular season. Who knows <laughs> that if the New Jersey Devils make the playoffs, it's going to stay at that rate. So, But still, it, it, it's not a coincidence that the Devils are are ha- are having success on the power play a- as much as they are in this young season. That that doesn't mean that I'm advocating necessarily for 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 Andrew Burnett still being the coach of the Panthers. I would I I wouldn't have mind for I wouldn't have minded for the Panthers keeping him either way. Mm-hmm. But I'm still quite impressed with Paul Maurice of what he's done because as far as shots against per game, they're still they're still in the top five of fewest shots allowed per game. And this and this is a this is a team that I've mentioned in the last few days that. Even with a uh, save percentage for the goalies that it's under nine hundred, they're still not allowing that many high danger chances uh, for for their goaltenders. All right, before we kind of dig in more into this game, look at the lines for each team and then kind of the roadmap for each team. Let's take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. You guys know Bet Online is your number one source for betting football. And with the start of basketball uh, this season, you can find the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on the game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for your sports wagering information with live betting. So if you, you got a good feeling about uh, Tua, maybe, uh, you know, leading the, the Dolphins to a victory over the Bears this weekend, you want to put your money where your mouth is, that's the way to go. The fastest and easiest way to check out your favorite games and events, they got uh, World Series still going on. You got MMA, boxing, NBA, hockey, SHL. They've got you covered for everything. So head to their websites today or use your mobile device to learn more. And bet online where the game starts. Speaking of bet online, JD, currently there's a no hitter in the World Series in uh in Game Four as we're as we're, ta- as we're speaking. Oh, I go live bet that right there. Uh, <laughs> even though people, the, the game will be over by the time you hear this. But anyway, um, let's start with, well, since you're the visitors, why don't you go ahead, uh, give us the line or kind of your, the projected lines or what, what you're expecting. Um, and then I'll go next with the Sharks lines. So, all right. So these are the lines that, that the, that the Panthers have been, have been putting out in the last uh, few games, but I would not be surprised if there's any changes based on, based on the the middle six kind of uh struggling since Matthew mm-hmm. Chuck has gone up to the top line and this is something that we've asked we've spoken about on the podcast about switching the lines but if it's anything like the the last few games top line is going to be Alexander Barkov with Verhage on his wing and Matthew Kachuk on his right Sam Bennett with with Sam Reinhart on his right and Rudolph Balser's former San Jose Shark on on his Rudy! <laughs> Third line is uh, Anton Lundell with Etulu Sarainen, who's now getting a top uh, nine role for for the team, along with Colin White, which is which that third line is the best uh, defensive line as far as the forwards in this young season for the Panthers. And fourth fourth line, Nick Cousins started a little bit of the season on that fourth line center, but in, ever since Ekblad went down and signed Eric Stahl, he's been manning the fourth line along with Patrick Hornquist on the right. And Ryan Lomberg to the left. As far as defensive pairings, we're expecting Forsling Montour, Mahura Gudis, which Mahura has been such a great find for the Florida Panthers since claiming him off waivers from the Anaheim Ducks. So Mahura Gudis as that middle pair and stall with either Lucas Carlson 
or Matt Kierstead. So the, the there's that there's a switch up every single game between the between the last uh, defenseman. So I'm gonna assume that Matt Kierstead is gonna be inserted back into the lineup. And Spencer Knight started the game against the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday, so I'm expecting Sergey Bobrovsky to be back between the pipes on on Thursday night on this 10:30 puck drop Eastern Standard Time on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Yeah, and actually knowing them, it'll probably be closer to eight o'clock or, or eight o'clock our time, eleven o'clock your time for right. these ESPN games. I I don't know why they don't like a little bit of space between them, guys. Come on, because every it's the Sharks. I swear, every time they're on ESPN, the game before it always goes to a shootout. So yes, <laughs> um, for the Sharks, uh, it looks like there's going to be another change at the top uh, from Curtis Michelka, Timo. Uh, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, and now Kevin LeBanc, who has uh, been banished to the fourth line recently, is now uh, going up there. Oscar Lindblom, Logan Couture, and Matt Nieto, Long Beach native. Uh, Nick Benino, Nico Sturm, uh, Luke Cunningham uh, on the third line. And then the fourth line, uh, Joni Gavage, Stephen Lorenz, uh, Sveshnikov, Bear Banoff, Alexander Bear Banoff was not at practice, so I think he's going to be a game-time decision. Um, if he goes in, I would probably assume he probably slides in for Gadovich on that fourth line there, but we will see. Or Lindblom, Lindblom will probably go down to the fourth line, and Bear Banov will probably play on the Couture line, as we've seen recently. Um, Jacob Magna uh, and Eric Carlson is your top-pairing defenseman. Uh, Eric Carlson, the only defenseman worth anything in the offensive zone. Um, then you have uh, Matt Benning and... Uh, why am I? T- and, uh, sorry, Matt Benny and uh, Vlasic is your middle pair. Redeem Shimmick and Mario Ferraro. And then James Reimer will be starting. So, uh, old friend of you guys, uh, James mm-hmm. Reimer. So, and then kind of the way the Sharks use their lines, Couture is going to be that kind of defensive shutdown. So, I would expect him to be seeing a lot of the Kachuk line, um, especially in for offensive zone starts for or defensive zone starts for the Sharks, offensive zone starts uh, for the Panthers. Um, he's been kind of getting that that defensive role, but um, let, let's start with kind of the game plan for the Panthers. So we know that they like to take a lot of shots. Um, they had a game I saw against the Flyers where they had a Corsi four of 109 in all situations earlier this year. Um, last year against uh, the Sharks, I, I know in a game in February or it was late January, early February, something like that. Um, they had something like 90 plus shot attempts. Um they're just going to try to shoot and shoot and shoot. And luckily, um, the Sharks defense is more than happy to let you shoot. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it seems like every time James Reimer uh, faces off against his former team, uh, it seems that, that he, he's always performing so well, even if it comes in a losing effort. And something to note is uh, Matt Benning is the brother of Panthers prospect Mike Benning uh, from the University of Denver, who... Uh, who won a national championship, got the game-winning goal for the for the for the University of Denver in the national championship. And the uh, Sharks goalie uh, prospect Magnus Krona, the mm-hmm. winning goalie. So it all comes uh, back. <laughs> so a little bit of a connection for there for, for the Panthers. But I'm also seeing a a, a a a great signing for the San Jose Shark, their third line center. Uh Nico Sturm, uh, he's been he's been up and down uh, in 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 the NHL, but has been has really found looks like has kind of found a home uh, on that third line center spot. Yeah, he he started on the fourth line, and then uh, they because Nick Benino was the third line center, 
They didn't really like the Benito line with him being a third line. They moved him to wing a couple games ago. And yeah, Nico Sturm, the eye of the Sturm has taken over in San Jose. Um, he, I think he's got six goals already this season. Him and Carlson lead the team in goals. Um, it, it's pretty crazy what he's been doing. I don't expect the shooting percentage that he has right now to continue, but you know, he, he's been a really good signing, especially for $2 million a year. They, they signed him for three years, but he's a perfectly cromulent, you know, third, fourth uh, line center. And yeah, he, he's been a very, very good signing. One of the, the actual few signings right now that are kind of paying dividends for the Sharks. They, they splurged, I want to say splurged, but they, they went coupon shopping to try to kind of refill this bottom six um, with a lot of guys. They added, you know, they had a trader for Luke uh, Cunningham. From the Preds, they signed, uh, like you said, Nico Sturm, Oscar Lindblom. And a lot of these guys are just kind of dudes, and they haven't really done too, too much, unfortunately. So it, it's been a lot of almost rearranging chairs on the, the Titanic for the Sharks to try to find some lineup. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, the, the forwards have not been providing as much offense as you would want, and that's probably why they're 3-8-1 and one right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm seeing uh I've seen that the that the San Jose Sharks seventh young, youngest team in the NHL despite three still having three players from that 2016 team that made the Stanley Cup final, Logan Couture, Thomas Hurdle, and Vlasic. I mean, and those three still have plenty of years left on their on their contracts too from what I'm seeing on uh Cap Friendly. And of course, Mike Greer, the brother of of Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins, uh, like taking the job for for the San Jose Sharks and then not really having so much time right before the draft to really make a huge impact but still trading back to at least still accumulating picks and getting some assets to at least still have some room to work with and of course dealing with tragedy with the the father of Mason Marchment Brian Marchment so a little bit of a tough uh tough job so far for someone like Mike Greer in in early in his tenure yeah, Mike Greer, he, he got hired and within three weeks he had to uh had to do the draft free agency and hire a coach basically all with all within three weeks. It was it was a pretty uh pretty crazy offseason jammed into three weeks. Uh, I wish it was spread personally, I wish it was spread out a little bit more. It gives you a little bit more to kind of chew over. But yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that doesn't even you know account for trading Brent Burns, probably other than Joe Thornton, um, the biggest fan favorite player the Sharks have had in, you know, in their franchise and trading him to the Carolina Hurricanes um, to try to alleviate some of that cap space. And, you know, you talk about the cap, it's it's going to be something that they're going to have to kind of eat right now. And that that's, you know, that's just, that's just kind of the how it is with, with teams when you play for Stanley Cups for a while. The, the bill comes due at some point and, you know, it, it just and part of how it is. And it's one of those things where if the Sharks had won a Stanley Cup at some point, we wouldn't care about this because you can always look to the banner in this, you know, in the the Shark Tank and be like, oh, at least we have that. But yeah, unfortunately, the, the bill comes due and uh, the Sharks are kind of working through that right now. Um, before we continue. Do want to let you guys, uh, thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks slash Locked on Panthers your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest sports stories, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. 
Okay, so what is the kind of the one thing that you're looking for for the Panthers tonight? I want the lines to be switched up. I, I <laughs> yes. really do want the. I really do want. I. With, with I I would I talked about Sam Reinhart possibly being shifted down to the third line to play with Anton Lundell again, just like he did last year, but. Every single time there's a, a a six on five when they pulled the goalie, Anton Lindell is playing in those late game situations where they're up a man as well. Mm-hmm. And we've spoken a little bit about in the offseason about is he ready to take the two seat? And at that time, we my, one of the guests on my show, Nick Fairbanks for Fairbanks Fridays, and I said no to give another year of Sam Bennett. But Sam Bennett is off to a little bit of a sluggish start as well. Right now, averaging a career low in um, in the faceoff dot, even though faceoffs aren't the end all be all, only having one goal on the season, maybe 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 also give uh, Lundell and and Bennett maybe a flip uh, there as far as centers as as well, or put Matthew Kachuk back on that second line, put a Colin White on that top line along with Barkov because superstars player like uh, Alexander Barkov, he's had different so many different players on his right wing that he doesn't need he doesn't necessarily need another player to get him going. He's more than capable enough to get him going. I just it's just a really a sluggish start for him. And of course, it's this one's an obvious power play, power play, power play. And if you can get it, it'll feel like such a victory for the Panthers against this <laughs> this San Jose Sharks team we spoke about in segment number 1, second in the league in in, in the PK. It feels like if you get one power play goal, goal, even if you go like one for six or one for seven, it feels if you like get that one be, by the way they dominate five on five consistently, if you get that one against this San Jose Sharks group, I, I feel like the Florida Panthers will give themselves a bigger chance to come out with a win. Yeah, for the Sharks here, uh, I think it's Ken Eric Carlson single-handedly carry this franchise that he's been doing right now he has put the franchise on his back uh fans of course there's there's always the he makes too much money he's not worth that type of but this is why you sign eric carlson he is yeah. a norris you know candidate early you know 10 games in the season right now and this is the best hockey we have ever seen him play in san jose this is like reminiscent of, of 2017 ottawa from him right now where he is putting a franchise on his back and dragging them to relevance. Um, I, and can he, can he get some help? I mean, we, we've seen Timo Meyer very slow start. He has three goals on the season. Didn't get his first goal until a couple games ago. You know, Tomo hurdle has one goal. He scored the first, he scored uh, the first game of the season. And then he's been silent since then, but he has been producing on the assists. I think he has six assists in his last five games. So, Starting to see these guys come together. If Hurdle can kind of help pick up the slack, that way it's not just Carlson uh, having to do it all. Then you can see this team start to be a little bit more competitive and then just hope that you can continue to squeeze out a little bit of secondary scoring from guys like Nico Sturm. If maybe Oscar Lindblom can get going a little bit here, you know, the, just guys like that. But um, yeah, I mean, for the Sharks though, it's going to be, you have to win the special teams battle. You have to shut down this this power play that hasn't been doing much um, this year. And, and the Sharks did a really good job against a really bad power play against the Ducks on Tuesday night. And then your power play has to do something because you're you're most likely going to lose the 5-1-5 battle against this Panthers team. So if you can hang in there on 5-1-5 and then you're, you can dominate on special teams, that's how you 
take advantage of a team that is on paper a much more talented team than you are. Yeah, and Eric Carlson, there's going to be so many eyes on on Carlson. And I saw that highlight reel uh, goal that he had uh, where he blocked the shot against the Toronto Maple Leafs and then took it all, all, all by himself to score a goal. I'm like, wow. And the best part of that is someone asked him, what did you see? He's all nothing. There was nobody in front of me. <laughs> and, and before he shaved and just had the mustache, he kind of had a little bit of that uh, Dr. Strange look to him. I don't know if you, I don't know how many people in the Sharks fan base have uh, spoken about that. I don't know, but have you seen David Quinn though, is got the Dr. Strange, like David Quinn looks like he could, if he wasn't a coach, he could totally be like a, one of those like Dr. Strange performance people in the street who, yeah, like that's their job is just to perform. Yeah, he could totally do that, David Quinn. So, but now, now uh, Carlson, yeah, he's got the Peaky Blinders look. Um, yeah, he, he showed up, uh, looked good, played well, had a hat trick. I mean, what more could you ask for him? So, his first career hat trick, mind you. And forget about Norris. How about Heart, Heart Trophy uh, candidate? For <laughs> Give him the rocket. It's, <laughs> and with, with how he's doing, I mean, there's only two players who have won two Norris trophies who aren't in the Hall of Fame. And those two players are because they're not even eligible they're yet. They're not eligible. Yep. Duncan Keith. Who's going to and go Eric in? Eric Carlson. And, and go Duncan in. Keith is going to be in. And Duncan yep. Keith also cons my trophy winner, too. So he, he's going to get in. So yeah, Eric Carlson will be in the Hall of Fame. It's yeah, no, no, one of the greatest defensemen of our generation. And it's just nice to have see him have this renaissance season right now. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm enjoying every second of it uh, until it ends. So um, with that, Armando, who do you got tonight? Oh, man, every every trend for the Panthers, especially with special teams, says that they shouldn't win this game of going out west and all that stuff. But I just think with how bad of a performance they had, this is a perfect opportunity to get to just get back in, the, in their winning ways. And if, if it, like I said, if you can get one, if you can get one on the power play, you're giving yourself a great opportunity to win. And this is I, I, I don't know if I don't know if it does happen in, in tonight's game. But I, I'm 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 gonna look for for a bounce back for this uh, Panthers team after after they dominated the Arizona Coyotes five on five, but still came out on the losing end because eventually those goals are gonna co go in. At least we hope. We keep saying it, but <laughs> it, it feels like we're just shouting something that's not happening right now. But hopefully, hopefully those uh, those goals will go in and maybe a little bit of uh, line changes for the forwards. All right, uh, I'm gonna score? say maybe three two. All right. I got four two Panthers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know what Eric Carlson is doing right now is amazing, but the Panthers—it's been a slow start for them. But this feels like a very much of a get-right game for them. Um, that five on five, the Sharks have—I mean, the Sharks gave up forty-four shots to a very, very bad Ducks team the other night and lost six to five. And um, I know Reimer has been spectacular in net so far this year, but. You can't keep asking James Reimer to bail you out, especially when he's the the onslaught he's probably going to get faced tonight. So I got four two. I got uh, Carlson scoring and then uh, assisting on a Tomas Hurdle goal. Tomas Hurdle scores as well, but yeah, four two Panthers. Yeah, and at this point, at this point, you expect Carlson to to get on on the scoreboard in any which way at this point. It, I mean, it's the only thing until this guy shows up. It's the only thing I have uh, I have right now is Eric Carlson just being awesome. So um, let's dive into some Dolphins talk because I don't get to talk Dolphins stuff. So, OK, this is if you're done listening to Sharks, uh, Panthers, 
uh, we appreciate you. Uh, if you want to like five minutes of Dolphins talk, because yes, uh, we're a little jealous of Kyle Krabs. who gets to talk about Dolphin stuff all day. But all right, the Dolphins, five and three, made a big acquisition for Chubb. How do you feel about the trade? I love it. I love oh. everything about it because it's funny because I was talking to a friend on, on Halloween and we we were talking about should they trade for a running back or should they trade for a pass rush? And I was saying games are won and lost in the trenches. And and you gotta you gotta help the secondary with Byron Jones being out still probably until yep. December. And this trade also says that Byron Jones is gonna come back a little a little later. He's gonna play sometime this season. And of course, there's a little bit of the injury with Leon Eichenberg, but Austin Jackson's coming back. Strange to say that Austin Jackson is coming back and we're <laughs> celebrating it after the first few seasons that he's had. But for for think about this trade for Larry Tunzel when they traded two first round picks. Masterful trade. This is it, trade. It ended up being four because how yeah. bad the Texans were two two seasons ago. Trading back, trading back back up to get Jalen Waddle. Love and it. Then ended up get, getting Tyree Kill. Love it. Bradley Chubb. Love it. Even though Noah Igbenogany hasn't worked worked really worked out. He got his game stealing interception against the Steelers. Uh in that one, they used the other one to trade up for Solomon Kidley in the fourth round as well, even though he's been in the doghouse for, for the Dolphins as well. So a lot of flexibility that Chris Greer, um, brother of Mike Greer, Mike Greer, has 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 just been able to to just build this from the bottom up and Tua today said that the that the Dolphins they're not afraid to talk Super Bowl and that's strange for me because I'm... my first season following this team <laughs> yes. was the Ricky Williams year the, the almost two thousand yards of rushing for Ricky Williams and hard crazy to think that that now they're in a position to to make a run but I'm I'm I still gotta see it to believe it just like the Panthers it's just like the Panthers uh, they they won around last year the Panthers did and 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 now it's just continue to just try to build. I still think the Bills are going to win the division. Yeah. But as far as built for the playoffs, I think this Dolphins team is built for the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you can get that five seed, you're going to be playing the AFC South most likely. You know, it's probably going to be the Titans who I think are whatever. Um, Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, you got Tannehill, whatever. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Like that, that team Not is scary. no. Uh, Xavier Howard is going to shut down any of, yeah, like whatever wide receiver they throw out there, Xavier Howard is going to shut them down. So, um, yeah, if you you beat that, then you, you either you're going to Kansas City or going to Buffalo. And Tua showed he's not afraid. And yeah, I'm and QBs beware with uh, Jalen Phillips on one side, Bradley Chubb on the other, and then you have the two the best wide receiver duo in the NFL and Tyree Kill oh and Jalen Waddle so as well. Good. So How fun good times. Jaylen. But the Dolphins will be in San Francisco in uh in a, in a few weeks. Will you be attending that game? I am. I have. I am working on it right now. I think we're trying to make a because the Barracuda play. It's uh I think it's Teddy Bear toss the Barracuda game on Saturday, Dolphins game on Sunday. Trying to make a whole weekend out of it. Um, yes, I am. I'm perfectly. Uh, yeah, trying to. Uh, I, th- I got the wife's permission. We're, we're working on it. So we're working on the logistics right now. So that is the plan. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to try to go with some of my San Francisco, my Niners friend buddies, because of course all my friends are Niners buddies out here. But yes, I know because then they also play the the Chargers the week after. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I'd rather go to San Francisco. So I mean, it's right there for you. So you, you I mean, it's it's 
both of them are about they're equidistant from me but yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm i've been to levi stadium a bunch of times it's a really nice stadium so and not that sofi isn't a nice stadium from what i hear but yeah mm. anyway so um go dolphins i think they're yes uh, i think we, we we enjoy our first playoff win in 20 some odd years it's it's been yeah i mean you were just a little guy when uh when the last time they won a playoff game and then i was yeah i was in high school last time they won a playoff game so <laughs> i'm it's been a long time for me so um all right that's gonna do it for us hope you enjoyed at least a little bit of dolphins talk on there i'm jd young at uh my fry hole you can of course you can find the show on twitter facebook instagram at locked on sharks you can listen wherever you find podcasts at locked on sharks and of course watch on youtube armando where can the people find you they can find me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. They'll see all my tweets from my personal account all about the South Florida sports scene. The Marlins' new manager, the Miami Heat, who are now on a two-game uh, winning streak. As far One of them was beating the Golden State Warriors the other night, actually. It's okay. These games don't count. It's, it's The playoffs are the only thing that counts for the Warriors. So. Yep. For, and, uh, of course, uh, the Florida Panthers as well. It, it, that fills the majority of my tweets as well. So you can follow me there as well. I just have a lot of dumb memes, so that you don't want to follow me. So, <laughs> All right. Um, until next time, buddy. Um, yeah. Bye, thank, friends. Thank you so much. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, and Locked On NHL Prospects, where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Sarmar Mondovalez with J.D. Young. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>